Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. I'm here to help you reclaim your health and lose weight for the last time. Today, I want to explain why diets don't work because I know from for me, it's very hard scrolling Instagram, reading anything online, and there is just so much information out there about what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. And everyone's got conflicting points of view. And we keep trying these new diets. Like I see it with clients. I see it with people who come to work with me. It's like they're just tired of it all. And that's because it doesn't work. I want to explain why this way that we currently are sort of marketed to and the way that diets work, well, quote unquote work, why they don't work for creating permanent weight loss, for creating permanent change in ourselves. Because I think that with that information, you will be well, more well-equipped to decide what you want to do next. So I've got three reasons for you. I could genuinely have listed around 50 and maybe I'll do a part two, part three, part four um, of why diets don't work. Um, And I just want you to come to this with an open mind and to see if any of it resonates. So number one is they don't address self-concept. And this is the biggest one for me because no diet plan, no food plan, that's what I mean when I'm talking about a diet. It's just about what to eat and what to do. It it doesn't talk about this idea that of your self-concepts, your identity. None of it is telling you how to change what you think about yourself. And if you remember the thinking cycle, which is that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. And it's those actions which create the results that we have. Well, in that way, what you think about yourself, what you believe about yourself is what creates your results. Because whatever it is that you think will make you feel a certain way, will drive you to certain actions. Think of those actions as like your habits. And that's what creates your results. If you think you're always going to be overweight, that you're always going to find food hard and difficult, that you're someone who just struggles with all of this, that you can't lose weight and that you're not good enough just as you are, that you're not enough in some way. Any of these things, I mean, that list could go on. They will leave you feeling a crappy feeling, which is going to drive pretty low quality actions that don't serve you or create the change that you want. So on the surface, you might be like, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change. But that's not how you really change because you have to look at these sort of inherent beliefs that you have that are probably deeper down in your subconscious that are really driving those habits that you have that feel very challenging to change. A diet is just telling you what to eat how much protein to have, how much fat to have, when to do fasting, what to do with fast, you know, all of these things. Keto, why that's good for your hormones, why that's bad for your hormones. I mean, there is a place for all of this. And we certainly cover it in my coaching program, but it's just not the only piece. If it were that simple, that all we needed to do was just follow the food plan, 
no one would have any problems with their weight. Everyone would weigh what they wanted to weigh. And I think we all know that's just not the case. That's not reality. And you've got to address your identity, your self-concept, your mindset, who you believe that you are in order to start slowly shifting what you believe about yourself into a new identity and a new self-image, which actually supports the action that you want to be taking and the results that you have. If you want new results with your weight, with body, you have to change your identity. And in order to change that in any meaningful way, you have to understand what it is and how your current identity is and how it might be holding you back. So nothing can change without looking at what you believe about yourself and having and thinking about what you need to believe about yourself to drive different actions, what you want to believe about yourself, what you want to change about your mindset and kind of the identity that you could have. It's like I I took on this identity when I was weighed 35 pounds more than I do now that I'm a naturally slim person. And at first I just had to be like, maybe I'm a naturally slim person. (laughs) So maybe I can... Like, what would a naturally slim person do? And I just started thinking about that person ahead of time in order to drive my actions now. Because what my old identity was, was I'm a naturally overweight person. My body loves to be fat. I used to think that all the time. Like, my body just loves to be fat. That's why it always just puts on weight so easily. And I'm always going to find this hard. And I'm always going to be someone who's dieting. Um, I mean, ugh. And definitely did not believe that I was enough just as I was or enough as as a person, as a human, as a mother, as a as a, just a friend, as many things. So I I needed to address all of that. But the thing that really started to get me going on this weight loss journey was just like, maybe I'm a naturally slim person. OK, I'm going to take on this identity and all that. And that kind of naturally spoke to all that baggage and it was just like well none of that is relevant if I'm a naturally slim person and so it just got me going and I was addressing what I believed and I was also kind of trying on new beliefs I always talk about it's kind of like going into a department store going into the changing rooms and putting on some clothes and like seeing what fits what identity resonates with you and speaks to you because I'm not saying that that's like thinking I'm a naturally slim person is the is the magic bullet. What is the magic bullet is looking at your self-concept, your identity, and knowing that addressing it is a huge, huge, completely essential part of the permanent weight loss puzzle. Because otherwise you can lose weight, but a lot of it will be coming from willpower. A lot of it will be coming from white knuckling. And then when you get to your goal, that's when you'll put the weight back on because you haven't changed what you believe about yourself or the identity that you have around yourself and weight and food and alcohol and all of it. So that is number one. Number two, diets don't teach you how to change your habits or build new ones. And this is so key because think about it, like we're creatures of habit. Our brains love making things into automatic um kind of just like subconscious natural behavior and it's behavior that we do like say we do it a few times over 
Our brain wants to make that automated, especially when dopamine is involved. So it's very normal when things like sugar, processed foods, alcohol, where there's more dopamine kind of at play, your brain is like, ding, 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 ding. That was so good. Let's do that again. Let's make this whole process way more efficient. Let's use less energy. Let's guarantee that reward, guarantee that pleasure. Let's make this a habit. So that's when we start to have really strong urges for things in very like similar situations, whether that's like the time of day um, in relation to a certain emotion, like when you feel this, you eat this, um, or a certain like circumstance that's triggered it. Like when my father does this, this is what I do. So a diet never teaches you how to look at your triggers, how to understand your patterns, how to break them down to see what's really causing them, and then teach you how to build new habits with things like habit stacking and with understanding what actually like um, what actually makes up a habit, like the full circle of how to build a new habit. So in understanding your existing habits properly, um, like the problem your habit kind of thinks it's solving for you, you're far more able to adjust them and build new ones that actually stick and are effective at creating the outcomes you want. So in coaching, we make this really quite neutral, very systematic, and the coaching holds you accountable to creating these new habits and seeing how it's a process, as well as helping under, like helping you understand that you're unique. These are all unique things, and there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's all very natural and normal that this is where you are, and it's also just about being like, okay, and this is how I slowly but surely get to where I want to be. So it's just a it's like a neutralizing it because we're so conditioned to judge ourselves and give ourselves a hard time about some of our behaviors and patterns and results that we have. And sometimes you just need someone to say, look, this is perfectly normal. Of course, this is happening for you and it's okay. And here's how you can work to change it. I will help you, you know, and it just makes you feel a lot better and helps you to actually start taking action towards changing it rather than dwell in overwhelm and self-loathing and judgment. It makes it more neutral and less emotional and you can just get to work. So a coach looks at what's holding you back and gives you areas to focus on because they understand how it all works. A diet plan does not do any of this and we get so annoyed and frustrated when our brain just doesn't play ball and won't adopt these pretty massive, significant behavioral changes that a diet requires requires of us to do, it, we, we get so annoyed when it just doesn't happen. And so then we tend to give up when it's not working or when it feels hard. And that is is just such a shame because we have gone through the effort. We've gone, you know, we have decided that we want some change. But because we're not addressing the key way of actually creating behavioral change, which is through looking at your habits, understanding what your triggers are, understanding how to build new habits, and really going through the systematic process of doing that, it's it's like we're just we're just setting ourselves up for failure. And it's it's just it's such a waste and it's so much effort and energy. And we could be using that energy and effort on 
doing something far more productive, or we could be using that on some other area of our life where it's actually going to be useful. And number three is they don't help you with managing stress. So diets do not, very rarely do they talk to you about how you manage stress. And stress is a huge, huge trigger for so many people in terms of their habits and how they eat and drink, how they perceive food and alcohol as the solution, and really kind of how they navigate through their lives via food and alcohol. So it's such an underestimated one, but any food plan or diet that doesn't address how you manage stress and how you kind of take care of yourself, how you rest is missing a genuinely huge component of permanent weight loss. Stress can lead us to stay in this state of fight or flight where increased cortisol means we hold on to weight because our bodies think something is wrong and that we need to conserve what we have and stay safe. You need to learn how to not find yourself standing in the fridge or pantry when your boss has been a dick or your partner has not helped with something in the house for the millionth time or just like the relentlessness of kids and and laundry and homework and work and life, whatever it is for you. No diet book is telling us about this. They just say, eat this, exercise more, get some sleep. And that's about it. And and they also just say like, you need to manage your stress better, but they don't actually give you the tools to manage it. They don't tell you how to use the thinking cycle, the think, feel, act cycle to really help you manage your stress in a more constructive way where you neutrally observe the circumstances in your life and decide what to make them mean very intentionally in order to change the actions that you take in order to not use food and alcohol to buffer away how you're feeling and in order to help you just be with how you feel. It gets me quite riled up thinking about all of this, to be honest, because there are so many women out there who are just frustrated with what's going on for them, where, you know, they're carrying weight that they want to lose and they can't seem to get a handle on and they blame themselves. They blame their lack of willpower or they blame something about in their bodies. You know, they're they're thinking it's their thyroid. They're thinking all these negative thoughts just about themselves and that they're not good enough and that they're always going to be this way. And that comes back to that whole identity piece. And it's just not a particularly nice way to live. And it takes us further and further from what we want because we keep buffering it away because that's always been what we've done with our habits. And we give all our power away to external solutions and external reasons for our suffering and for how we feel. So a totally essential part to any successful weight loss is learning how to manage stress is learning how to not reach for food and alcohol when you've had a bad day. And when you're thinking, I deserve this, I need this, this will make things better. And that's what we spend a lot of time doing in coaching, changing how we manage stress, changing what we believe about it, understanding why we feel it, and just addressing all of it. Because all of it needs to be addressed in order to change your behaviors in a long-term permanent way. So that you are not losing weight in a vacuum so that when life does get really stressful, 
say it's not that stressful now, but something happens, you don't put on weight that you've lost because you no longer see food and alcohol as the solution. And I can vouch that that has been the most freeing change of all is knowing and believing deeply in my soul that a shit ton more stress could happen in my life and I would be able to handle it without putting on weight that I've lost. And I find that very empowering and makes me feel relaxed and makes me feel confident and calm and like I've got my back and my body's got my back. And there's just so much less importance around food because I no longer have that association in my brain as it being the kind of pill, as it being the solution to what's going on. So there you are. That's why diets don't work. They're destined to fail. Without addressing what you believe about yourself and how you think about yourself, without addressing your existing habits and teaching yourself how to build new habits and without looking at how you manage the probably many stresses that you have in your life and stresses that will inevitably keep coming and how your body feels and and works, any food plan is just not going to cut it. It could be that the actual food they prescribe is perfect for you. Like I'm not saying that they're not like, you know, good ways of eating and and could create like beautiful outcomes in terms of your body. That's what your body needs to be nourished. But unless you look at all these other areas and combine it all together, change just won't happen because it's always going to come back to what you're thinking, what you're believing, which is driving your actions. And if you're just not addressing that through habits, identity, stress management, then long-term permanent change won't happen. And I'm sorry to say it because it can be a juggling act. It is a juggling act looking at these things and addressing them. And it might sound like a lot of work, but it's just so worth it. Like I, I believe that with everything we've got, because this is how you effectively and permanently change your behaviors around food and alcohol, if alcohol is also a factor for you. And I say this often that in coaching, we look at what you're eating and drinking, when you're eating and drinking, why you're eating and drinking, and how you're eating and drinking. And a diet plan only looks at what. Maybe it also looks at when, if it's an intermittent fasting-based thing. So over the course of 12 weeks, we look at your patterns and behaviors. We look at you, your life your beliefs, your unique experiences and certain circumstances that have got you where you are today. And we just apply all of it in a really consistent, constructive way. If you can trust in the process and give yourself time to do this and be willing to commit and experiment and try something new, you'll start to see that this is a much better way that not only creates what we want with our body, but the results that we want in our mind. And by that, I mean the sense of peace and ease and calm and confidence that I talk about. And when you feel that in one area of your life and have witnessed your growth in an area that once felt rigid and stuck, you can start to apply that process to other areas of your life. You can start to see that there are so many more possibilities for you and your life opens up. A client said to me last week that she was now wanting to focus on her work with me because 
her career um, in coaching with me because the changes she's had with food and how she thinks about life um, and how she thinks about things and and all and everything to do with food has taught her that anything is possible. She's changed the way she thinks about things and never believed that she could in this way and in this sort of this deeply and this profoundly. And now she wants to apply that growth to her career. And obviously that just totally delighted me because that's really what it's all about. It's about opening your life up rather than keeping it stuck in this relentless, depressing, boring, just annoying diet cycle where you're not, you're suffering and you're not even getting the results that you want. So a great place to start is my free guide, um, how to manage your urges and reduce your cravings. Or you can look at coaching with me in my one-to-one 12-week program. Just visit sallywebstercoaching.com for all of those things. And I'll just leave you with this, that a diet is just another way of giving your power away. And it might sound woo to you and it might not at all but you can keep your power. You can still change how you eat and drink while keeping your power, while harnessing it, acting from it. And I know that when you act from your power, when you keep it, when you know that any action you've taken is is driven by you being in control and deciding what you're doing rather than feeling like you're powerless in that situation, Whatever you do, you will you will like your reasons and you will feel so much better about it. And it's so much more effective and more productive and just a more enjoyable way of doing things. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Be kind to yourselves and I will see you soon. Bye.